Hey there, Coach Rocky here, talking about all things rye hockey. I'm very pleased today to have with me Rob Dorfman. Rob, welcome. Hey Rocky, thanks for having me. Uh, I wanted to have Rob earlier in uh, this season, but uh, Rob is probably one of the more busy coaches, managers in the program, in the Rye Ranger program. And uh, now he has a little bit of freedom, although uh, he was as busy as busy can be this last weekend in uh, Buffalo. And we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. But one of the things I, um, I want to give a quick shout out to Rob is that, is that we've talked a lot about the kids and the ADM and the development and, and the coaching. But behind the scenes, there's a bunch of managers, uh, managers for 22 different teams. And uh, they do an amazing amount of work. And, and Rob, I want to compliment you over the years for all your managerial work with the Rye Rangers. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's scheduling, it's practices, it's carpooling, it's traveling to Buffalo, it's the meals, it's the team parties, and, and we know it's a heck of a lot. So Rob, why don't we start off and, and talk a little bit about yourself and uh, who are you, where are you from? Um, sure. Uh, I grew up in Montreal. Um, I'm a diehard Canadians fan and I'm thrilled that uh, my kids are uh, as well. Um, I moved to Rye in 2006 and really got to know and join the Rye Rangers in it's actually around 2009, so it's been, it's been 10 years um, with my kids starting out in the junior clinic and, and in, in Jay's uh, ADM. Um, and Jay uh, really got me involved, saw that I was pretty keen watching from the sidelines and got me involved just in, in, in the program, and I uh, can't thank him enough for, for doing that. So how'd you find out about uh, Rye New York? Um, we got extremely lucky, completely knew nothing about it, stumbled upon it. Uh, my wife is also Canadian, she's from north of Toronto, and we were just looking around, around Westchester, um, and uh, it was pure luck, and it, it's been a great fit. So all your kids uh, root for the Canadians, and they don't root for the Maple Leafs? Certainly not the Leafs, yeah. Uh, they're all Canadians fans. So you won that battle. Yes, I did. And I, I grew up, my, we've had season tickets in my family for over 50 years. Uh, my late grandfather had him, my father. Um, so just growing up, uh, when I was young, I would go to the games all the time, either with um, with my father or some oftentimes just with uh, with friends. So um, the Canadians are, uh, are a huge part. And uh, so how many kids do you have in the, uh, the program currently? Uh, I have three. Um, so this year I had a Bantam, a Peewee, and a Squirt. Wow, that's got to keep you real busy. So let, let's go back even uh, further. Uh, when did you first start playing ice hockey? Was it like everyone else that comes from north of the border that you just walk out your back door onto the pond and yeah, play all day, all afternoon? It's and... very much a community sport. And, um, and definitely in a town that I, I grew up in, I started very much in just in, in the in the town league, and um, there was a good mix between French and, and English players and coaches. And um, I lived across the street from a park which had an outdoor rink, and just remember going after school, going across uh, across uh, across the street just to play most of the afternoons there as well. And and when was the first time you uh, played uh, organized ice hockey? Um, I can't remember the exact age actually, but I just remember it being probably around six or seven and then played throughout there and a little bit in high school and then uh, a 
kind of leveled off. I ended up my sort of probably for sports was probably a better tennis player than uh, than hockey. So I ended up focus, focusing on that more at, at a later age. But always loved hockey and um, continue to play it uh, as an adult as well. So I, I've always asked the uh, the coaches uh, to try and compare their their youth hockey to this ADM, this amazing ADM program. So how how would you in general speak compare the two? It's hard to compare. It's just there's it's so much more organized. It's more intense now. Um, it's more involved. Um, I even just think you know the relationships with coaches that have with the parents in the on the teams nowadays um, versus my parents with our coaches and there was no email in those days so the coaches would barely communicate um, with 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 families and you just kind of went and, and and went to your practice and I don't think it was more than two times a week either um, and it, it's just so much more encompassing um, now as a community and, and your your weekends and weekdays really do involve or involves uh, hockey in so many different ways so uh, thinking back when you were first playing um, how many kids do you think were on the ice when you started playing shinny or pickup versus how many kids can actually be on the ice at one time in the ADM program? Uh, the, the, uh, even, even if I compare it just since when I started the Red Rangers, it, it's, it's gone up dramatically in, just in terms of how organized the ADM can be with, you know, you can fit 40, 50, even 60 kids uh, if it's a well-organized practice. Um, and it's, it's entirely about organi or organization. Um, and, and you know Jay has done a tremendous job, and USA Hockey d does as well. Um, but you know, apart from that, going going back uh, w when I started hockey, you can I, I wouldn't I couldn't imagine there would be that those kind of numbers on a, on a sheet of ice. So talk about your um, your current Rye Ranger hockey responsibilities: coaching, managing, driving. Um, sure, I, I was very. This year was extremely busy. Um, I was involved in coaching. I coached uh, on, uh, one of the score teams with with Jeremy Lynch and um, Rocky and I. We coached two years ago together on a score team, which was a blast. So we had a lot of fun. Um, I'm also involved as a team manager for the, those the three teams: uh, Bantams, uh, Pee Wee, and, and Score. And that involves a lot of the communication and organizing. Um, I do a lot of the scheduling um, and work closely with Steve Ketchabaugh on the scheduling really to make sure that we have the best experience possible in terms of getting the best matchups. So I'm really adamant and work hard to you know, develop relationships with other programs and make sure that we just get good. If you're gonna drive you know, 20, 30 minutes to another town, you might as well wanna make sure you're getting one goal game. So I do a lot of the scheduling. Um, and then the travel, um, whether it's tournaments or trips that we've done or team dinners or whatever, I sort of consider myself the sort of team concierge. Um, full service and uh, so I do do a bit of everything you do it all so how, so how do you manage your time I, I hope uh, your, your folks from your your company might yeah. not be listening right yeah, away exactly. but how do you uh, manage this <laughs> I try to and, and keep up with your job I, and I, everything I, I else try to stay doing. as organized as possible um, my wife Christina will joke because she sees me doing um, you know all, all this stuff for the Rye Rangers, but if I have to change a light bulb in the uh, in the house, it usually never gets done. So, <laughs> um, so during the winter, the uh, the hockey team, teams are the priority. So, um, moving along here, in, in terms of you know the, the growth of the club, twenty two teams, two hundred and fifty families, four hundred and fifty players right now, one hundred and ninety mites. Uh, one of the things I've um, discussed with the coaches. Uh, in the podcast is the possibility of a house league, and I, I'd like to get your opinion of 
and house league and how that would work and and I know we have something that we ha that's planned now but you know what are your thoughts in general about a house league versus traveling for all these games um I, my thoughts are as long as they're well organized and they're uh, and they can keep stay, keep them competitive and the teams are divided uh, well when when you when you incentivize kids to just go win a game whether it's amongst their friends in the in the community or whether it's to another team half far away um, there's not much of a difference and and there's been a lot of success um, with a lot of other programs that we've looked at that have had well organized and competitive house leagues and we have the numbers now where you don't need to drive 40 minutes away to have a, a competitive game you can set it up um, um, right you know, right here in Rye, and over the past couple of years, we've had a couple of score teams that have been divided up equally, and those have actually been the most exciting games of the season. When the score blue plays the score white, they—that's uh, when the intensity has been been the highest, actually. So, um, I think it's a great idea, um, providing it's organized well, which it will be. Yeah, that's great. Great to hear. Okay, so uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about is the uh, the Rye Ranger Hockey Club tournaments. Uh, we start off with, in Marlboro, Mass, uh, and then some of the teams go to Lake Placid. And then at the teams that do very well, congratulations again, you Bantams, uh, you go to Buffalo to play in the state championships. So let's start with Marlboro first and, uh, and uh, give me your, your view on that. Um, Marlboro, we usually go to Marlboro in, in, uh, in October, and that's really a great opportunity for teams to just start and get to know each other and really gel. Um, whether the kids are, you know, hanging out in the hotel room or just watching other 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 teams, or just getting that weekend ho ho uh, tournament experience, and the parents get to know each other as well d during that weekend. So the, the that's the real objective of uh, of the Marlboro uh, weekend in October, and then the Lake Placid we go right at the end. Uh, it's it's in uh, usually the first week of March, and that's also an unbelievable way to end the season when everyone's together. Um, and the whole program's usually staying in, in, in the same hotel, and you walk down the hill and watching uh, either your, you know your team or playing and, and watching other teams play um, and cheering them on. It's it's a great way to finish the season off. And, as and well. we had ten teams up there. Exactly, this year. yeah. Ten teams yeah. up in Lake Placid, um, and now most recently this past weekend, um, talk to us about the Bantams the, and, and the, the fantastic teams, season you had. The Bantam uh, team qualified for the state the state tournament up in Buffalo. We just came back last. Last night, and that was uh, uh, we made it to the, to the final four, the semifinals, and it was a great, great experience. Really well organized tournament up there. Competition was uh, w w was very impressive, and actually, uh, most impressive actually was how well the Hudson Valley teams did. So the Hudson Valley teams as a whole uh, went went very far. A lot of a few of the teams won it as well. Um, so that just shows how competitive and how how well the uh, the hockey programs are doing just in, in our in our region. And one of the other uh, events that we've done for the last couple of years that you've been involved with is a home and away with Iceland. Talk to us about Iceland. Where, how did that come into play? Sure. So that was uh, a project or an idea that I came up with a couple of years ago, um, really with uh, a team that my older son had been on for many years, of the same sort of group of parents. And, um, and we thought we would do something a little different and look for some international destinations and we looked at Canada we looked in other places in Europe and we just wanted to do something different and 
I found a, I was amazed how many tour operators, sports tours operators there were, and I started to get pretty obsessed with, with it and looked at Switzerland and Sweden and Finland and Iceland, and we came up with Iceland, um, one, because it was easy, a shorter flight to get to, it was, uh, the cost was reasonable, there's so many flights, um, and for taking 14 or 15 year old kids, the activities beyond the hockey were amazing. And so we really went there two years ago, had no idea what to expect. In fact, I was extremely nervous the few days before we left that it was going to be a total flop. And it was the opposite. It was, uh, it was a huge success. How, how do you scout them? How do you know who to play? Um, we had to send emails back and forth describing our teams in great detail. Uh, and it ended up working out r really well there. Um, the amazing thing about Iceland is it's such a small country, and they in in the city of Reykjavik they only really had they have two hockey programs, so they were thrilled that we were coming to visit because they're just so tired of playing each other. Um, so they were extremely welcoming, uh, and then it worked out so well that they decided to come to us uh, the the year after, um, which uh, again having them here in uh, visiting New York City and then coming to Rye for, for, uh, for hockey was uh, fantastic. So describe what the, what was it, four or five days in Iceland? What, you know, what would it be, how many games and what were some of the highlights? Um, the highlights were the time, the, the time spent with the, with the other Icelandic kids. Some of the, um, and so as much as I could tell you how I could, I can barely remember the scores of the actual hockey games. It was really much more of a um, cultural trip that you wouldn't get, you, you wouldn't get to, you get much more out of than just going to visit a city, um, but actually spending time with some of the, with some of the other families, um, and then some of the activities we did, whether it was uh, swimming in these uh, hot springs or going uh, spending a day out in the national park, which was just spectacular, um, or taking these uh, buggies through um, over the sort of lava rock and through these rivers. It was it was a lot of sort of adventure type activities, um, and then when they came here. Um, the kids, uh, the Icelandic kids, stayed in our houses in in, in Rye, and the parents stayed in a hotel. And that um, that w that really took the relationship to a next level. Where you know, hopefully, when we go back to Iceland now, we we stayed in a hotel the first time around, but they're pounding the table, insisting that we stay in their houses, which will really change the trip uh, dramatically as well. And uh, were there any uh, language barriers, or were there any uh, rule barriers uh, between the two countries? Uh, no, the. Um, they, their English was phenomenal. I would say anywhere between 75 and 100% fluency in terms of their English. Um, and not only that, they were extremely engaging. Um, so it, it wasn't like when the kids were staying in our house where we had to make an effort in terms of entertaining them and trying to make conversation. It was quite the opposite. They were just so engaging and so polite and so curious and amazed by, uh, by our town and, and happy to talk about Iceland that, uh, in great detail that it, it just made it so easy. Now, did they um, have the same kind of equipment that, that we had? I heard some stories where a few of the uh, parents from Iceland came over with empty suitcases to fill up their, uh, their bags with all the latest hockey. Yeah, that's attire. true. So, so we, you know, we were busy planning our own activities in Iceland and wanted to make sure we got the full experience. And when they came here, they wanted to take a half day just to go shopping, um, which we never even thought of you know, something that they want to do um, because their selection in, in Iceland is just so limited. Uh, in terms of equipment, and they have to pay a fair bit either to get it from um, ship from Sweden or um, ship from other places. So they were 
it was just so much cheaper for them to buy sticks and equipment here that they came with suitcases and they came other people some of their friends wanted sticks so the uh, the 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 boy that stayed with us i think he bought six sticks because he wanted to bring them back um for some people who who had they had uh given him some money for some uh Good equipment that he they wanted as well. So do they uh, in Iceland? They watch the NHL on, on TV. Entirely the NHL. Um, I, I was amazed, especially with the the time difference, um, how they were obsessed with the NHL. They actually didn't seem to follow much of the uh, of the European leagues. They they knew a lot. They went to uh, the Islanders Penguins game. Um, here and Rocky, you helped us out uh, with your involvement with the Islanders to make sure that their experience was, was amazing. Um, the uh, the I, I knew this beforehand, but one of the the players that stayed with us was a huge Montreal Canadiens fan, and he I was amazed how how much he knew um, about about the Canadians. And they so when they uh, spent time in New York City, they spent a lot of time shopping also that NHL store, getting uh, not just equipment but also the. Uh, Shirt, the jerseys and, and shirts as well. So, who was his favorite Canadian player? Um, he he loved Jonathan Drouin. He came up. He had a, uh, a actually brand new jersey that he showed up at our house with. Oh, that's great! And do they know a lot about the the Montreal Canadiens from the past and the, the heritage? And no, just because they're they're kids. I think they knew all about you know Connor McDavid and and all the different NHL stars, and that's really what they follow they follow right now. So do you think that um, we'll, we'll go to another country? Do you think that we can bring another country into our fold? Or do you think this is a good little relationship for the time being? And I, I think actually I, I would just hope to build on the, on the Iceland experience for you know, future players. So what I envision it, the, the, it to be is um, as kids sort of go and grow up in the program, they hear about, wow, when I'm 14, when I'm 15, I might get to be part of the Rye Ranger trip to Iceland and so really aspire um, to sort of grow up in that Rye Ranger program and eventually finish their their sort of last maybe Bantam year and go to go to Iceland um, and and experience it that way. It's uh, I like this a little corny here but icing on the cake I mean you got the marble you got Lake Placid you go to Buffalo but you got Iceland you know as well what you know it's amazing. Uh, hats off to you and hats off to all the work that uh, your uh, associates had to do to put that together. Um, so, Rob, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Um, I always, I think you know this, like to end up with a question. What fun fact about yourself will be a surprise to our listeners? Um, there's a, a, a funny story that my friend reminded me of, uh, who I grew up with in, in Montreal, um, um, and I saw him a few months ago, where we used to go to the games, the Montreal Canadiens games together. And our parents were actually really cool about it. When we were 11 or 12, they would drop us off, we'd go to the game, and then they would pick us up on a side street a a after the game. And he reminded me that uh, he had nothing good to say about my hockey skills or toughness. And he said the toughest thing, I, hockey-related story he ever had about me was after one of the Canadiens games, we, went, we left a little bit early, and we were on a side street and we got mugged as an 11 year old and we really got roughed up and they stole my calculator watch and my couple bucks that I had and we never told our parents because we st 
we were worried that they wouldn't let us go to the games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he claims that that's the tough, my toughest hockey experience is that. It had nothing to do with me as a player or anything I did on the ice. He's probably right, um, but it was a funny story nonetheless. So you, you uh, took the punches well and, and you, you kept it quiet and, and you got to keep going to the games. Got to keep going to the games. My parents never found out about it. <laughs> well, now they're going to find <laughs> out about it because yeah. they're make sure that they, exactly. get, they get this podcast. Yeah. Hey, so Rob, thank you so much. This was uh, terrific. All right. Thanks, Rocky.